0: Hey guys, this is Brandon DeVere, and you're listening to the Learn for Two Podcast. So here's the thing. After being in the real estate industry for over a decade, I realized the old model was broken. There was no way out, no end in sight. So I decided to ditch the masses and create my own opportunity. One that would put myself and others in a position to retire when we want to. This podcast is my journey to teach as many people as possible to do the same. My name is Brandon DeVere, and welcome to the Learn for Two Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back to Learn For Two podcast. This is Brandon Devere. Thank you, as always, for tuning in and sharing your time with me. Uh, I do appreciate that. And today we are headed into interview number three of the local business owners' uh, interviews here in Las Vegas uh, for the podcast. And we're here with Paul Backofen from Westpac Wealth Partners. Hi, Paul, how are you doing today? I'm doing
1: wonderfully, how about yourself?
0: I'm doing great, thank you. Thank you for, uh, for being on the show and um, you know, bringing your, your knowledge uh, to everybody here and uh, kind of sharing with us what you do. And, and on that note, uh, can, you, can you kind of share with us what your business is about?
1: Absolutely, um, so I am a financial advisor. Um, and what does that mean exactly? Because that's a term that gets thrown around an awful lot. Uh, so as a financial advisor, um, I do full service financial planning. So investments, retirement planning, insurances, college planning, um tax planning business planning there's so many avenues in the financial services industry um I work for a firm called Westpac Wealth Partners um we were founded in Hawaii hence Westpac Western Pacific um we're now headquartered in San Diego we service the westernmost 12 states spreading eastward um so we kind of started out as a very small boutique full service financial firm um, and, and even though we're dramatically larger now, we try and keep that down home, small town feel to us, very personalized service, um, very full service. We don't focus on one avenue, one aspect of the financial world. Um, we try and do it all um, because our, our view on finances is really that everything is interconnected and you need a holistic approach. So that's what we, that's, that's how we roll.
0: Okay. Awesome. So, so basically kind of diversifying a little bit and, and getting people a, an opportunity to not, you know, have all their eggs in one basket as they, as they always say. Um, so Absolutely. kind of, yeah, kind of focusing on that. Well, well that's great. And uh, so you now, obviously things have changed a little bit uh, over the past couple months. Um, what kind of changes are you seeing in your industry uh, that, you know, are, are affecting, you know, your clients and even yourself?
1: Oh, dramatic changes! Um, I I think starting off, I think we all felt the uh, the slide that happened about two months ago. Mm -hmm. Um, That was obviously uh, an unforeseen, um, an unfortunate dramatic slide, but not unusual. Um, It's happened a couple times for those of us without short memories. Like it's happened about six times in the last twenty years. Um, Obviously, some more dramatic than others, but uh, the pandemic has really changed a lot of things like being quarantined, being sheltered at home, um, around the country and just being kind of cut off from each other, uh, in, a, in an industry that really is based on interconnection and, and human interaction. Like my, I, I always joked that 99.9% of my job is seeing people. Yeah. Like I need to be seeing people. Um, you know, and, and I thrive in the social situations. Like I, I like to grow my business organically. Like I, I, I meet people every day. I don't target a a subset really. Um, And not being able to go out into social situations or just be around town and bumping into people and talking and meeting new people has been, has been difficult, but (laughs) it's, it's been, it's been a bit of a transition. i moved my entire business online. Um, I, I always did a small portion of my business online because I have clients all over the country. Um, so video meetings are nothing new to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, But having to move everything online has been a little difficult because, um, it's, it's not always the easiest to schedule. Um, because people, it's very easy to have a a fluid chaotic schedule when everything's done at home because the work life kind of blends together a little too much. But um, I think the biggest change for most of my clients is just what, like, what do we, what do we do? Like, how do we react to this environment? Like the market fell, it's coming back a little bit, but it fell, you know, what does this mean going forward? What changes do we need to make? And I think that's been a a boon to my industry, at least my business, um, being that resource for people and helping calm their fears and provide information. I think the biggest, Solution is just information, Um, and I think for too long my industry has been uh, behind closed doors and the insiders. And oh, we don't know what the market is about, and you know we got to go to the advisor for him to make the decisions. No, like let's let's turn this franchise around. Let's open this thing up. Like let's get some people information so that people aren't worried about it because they don't need to be.
0: Yeah, and and right now, like you're saying, everybody is at home. And they're getting to do, there's a lot of, like, I think there's a ton of like reflection and rebooting and all this stuff going on right now that, that people are, are at home and, and maybe now they're going, you know what? I've been this financial stuff. I just kind of like let somebody take care of it for me a, a, by themselves all the time. But now people are probably getting in. Um, I work in the real estate industry. That's been like under attack from that for a long time. The Zillows of the world. Well, now I can do everything on my own because I have th- this information. It, it's not just the information, but being able to know what to do with it and come to you with that questions and you being available for that, I would imagine is a, is a, huge, a huge asset and, and a, a huge service that you're providing uh, to your clients.
1: 100%, I agree, yeah. Uh, the availability, um, I mean, I, I've always kept pretty strange hours. Uh, I always <laughs> joke that if my eyes are open, I'm working. Um, and sometimes when they're not open, because my phone's always on. Um, and having clients in different time zones, I get calls at some strange times Mm. of the day, but I I love taking calls. I love taking questions. Um, I get questions all the time and and just being that resource. Um, I'm never, you'll never, i am never shy away from taking questions and, and helping explain some things. And I think it's been wildly helpful because the, the big run that we had from 2010 to 2017, I think set a lot of a lot of people into kind of lull them into a false sense of security like oh man it's going up and it's never going to come down and you know we were we were rolling strong and it was just kind of it was really easy to back burner all of our finances like oh, i don't need to worry about it everything's going great um and always the the one big gut punch that happens afterwards is like oh okay i gotta i gotta figure this out and make sure that this doesn't hurt me so bad next time so it's, it's been a, a bit of a silver lining for sure.
0: Yeah. And, and definitely, I, I bet people are thinking completely different uh, right now. And you I would assume you're probably getting some more calls now and, or, or maybe even some, you know, from new clients or existing clients. And um, a question I have for you is, it's kind of a two-parter. Uh, but the first, the first part is when people come to you, is it typically like, I, I love the story to me, story is everything. Um, it's, it's not. You know, I'm not a numbers guy. I'm a story guy. So, I I would have to believe that that people are coming to you and they aren't saying, "Hey, I want to save you know, $120,000 over the next 15 years or whatever it is. How can I do it? Like, are they coming to you with with numbers? Are they coming saying, you know what? This is what I envision for myself. This is I want kids college, uh, or we want to retire here, or we want we want to buy an RV or a boat to sail around the world or whatever it is. Are people coming to you for more just comfort that they're gonna have money in the bank um or or a, a steady or a steady source of income or is it about like living their dreams
1: that's a great question um and it's it's very true it, it seems like it would be um at least by the way the all of the commercials from my, of my industry love to set it up like what's your number they always try and make it about the yeah. math but um it's 100 percent the narrative. Um, as we describe it, like, that's absolutely what it is. I I get the narrative questions all the time. Like I want this, I want to buy a house in the next five years. You know, we're looking to have kids or we have kids. So we need to plan for college. Like I'd like to be able to retire. I want to play golf twice a week. Like, how do I make that happen? (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, the, the narrative is, is I think the best way to think about it. Um, because particularly with retirement it's so hard to conceptualize something that's 30 years down the line 20 years, 30 years, 40 years depending on your age down the line like how, how can you possibly fathom what your life, what your desires, what any of that's gonna be um, and what your needs are going to be to be able to put a number to that mm. like it's, it's not realistic to think that way um, but a narrative, We all have a pretty good idea, at least most of us have a pretty good idea of what we want to happen five years, 10 years, 20 years down the line, like, I want to get married, I want to buy a second home, I'd like to be able to do a vacation once a month, or, you know, I want to have kids and grandkids. And I think I really enjoy that the most because it it makes the process a little bit more fun, it also makes the journey more fun because then every instead of a numerical goalpost, you get the wholesome goalpost. like my kid just paid his college off. Right? We just bought our first house or, you know, we, we just um, got debt free or we just hit a, a financial goalpost that we're like enough that we can, you know, take these cruises or that we can retire. Or, you know, it, it's it's more experiential, which I really enjoy.
0: Yeah, and I think also, in my opinion, um, because I, I battled this myself, is that for a lot of people, there is kind of this this negative um, negative relationship with, with money. And when you think of money and you think of bad, um, and, and I talked to my sister a few, like probably two months ago, and I just said, Andy... I was like dad never was never like that with us like us for us to think money is bad why do we why do we have like that like knee-jerk reaction that oh if it like it leads to somebody being bad right um, so so when you do do it in that numerical just that number you have that that feeling but if you're doing it with something with a with you know instead of being you know, Scrooge McDuck swimming in swimming in coins right you know you're 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 talking about okay you know my my kid wasn't wouldn't have been able to do go to this school or have this experience if, if we didn't have that money. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. Um, but you know, we get conditioned that way. And you know, the other side, I'm not sure if you've read this book before, but uh, start with why by Simon Sinek.
1: I have, I watched his, uh, I actually watched his Ted talk when he, presented Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. That yeah. Concept. Yep. It was, it was fantastic.
0: Yeah. It's, it's incredible. And that, you know, that, that book along with a couple others have kind of got me where, where I am today as far as mindset goes and things like that. Um, and that's kind of why I, I asked that question. If that's, if that's what it was, that that people were—it's were more about the story. And so now, the follow-up question to that—that that question was: um, Now that people are are in their home, in you know, stuck or whatever, I've heard people say um, that you know they're going to be now. Everyone's going to think they need a bigger house because everyone's so close <laughs> together and they haven't—they haven't been uh, <clears throat> for for a while. But do you think that that some people are are going to start to put their foot on the gas in a way that? they're at home and they're going, you know what, this is like, we have been talking about that vacation for seven years and now we're sitting here not knowing if we can do it. Let's figure out how to do it. How are we going to get it done? Let's get, let's get a plan together and start doing this. Not just say that we want to do it, but let's start to really think about getting it done. Have you seen any of that recently? Um,
1: a little bit. I, I'd say it's about a 50-50. Um, and, and just to, to follow up, because um, that was kind of the, the tail end of the last question, but I, I loved the, the Simon Sinek that, oh, that yeah. people don't buy what you do, they buy why you do it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yep. was groundbreaking. And that's, that's mm-hmm. a foundation for how I like to approach things as well. But um, coming back to like what I've been with, de- like, I think I've, I'd say about a 60, 40 split, uh, 40% of the people I I feel like are having that conversation. Like, okay, well, this is what's going on. So what's going to be our reaction to this? what are we going to do going forward? Um, and are kind of taking the more proactive mindset to it. Like, all right, well, we've got this time. We might as well make use of it. Um, and let's kind of game plan. Let's, let's get things set up. And it's been, it's been, it's been nice. Uh, that to see people so motivated, I've gotten a lot of um, a lot of phone calls and emails of just the, the go-getters. Like, I wanna get mm-hmm. this done yesterday. <laughs> um, and it's it sometimes, unfortunately, it's motivated by having just taken a, a shot to the cheek um, yeah. because of a furlough or something like that. And like, man, we didn't have a rainy day fund or we didn't have money set aside for this and we got hit. Let's not have that happen again. How do yeah. we not be in that place again? Um, and then I, I think the other 60% um, are just hunkering down. And, and that's kind of the struggle is the vast majority of people are, are just hunkering down and, and, and I think more afraid of the unknown and not willing to, to even have those discussions because they're, they're, so, they're so worried about every dollar that they've got right now that it's like, okay, I can't worry about 20 years down the line. I've got to, I'm just trying to get through day by day. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I can obviously understand that emotion. Uh, it was definitely a little stressful when this all first started going downhill and downhill quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I think it's beneficial to, to take that stock and be as proactive as possible and not get lulled into um, not, a, not, yet a, not quite a false sense of security, but just the, the calm between the storms. It's like, okay, well, this is gonna end eventually. And I, I understand the, the, the fear and the uncertainty, but life is gonna go on. I mean, this is not the first time it's happened. It's going to happen again. It's just the way that the the world works. There's always going to be something else down the line and we can't, we can't afford to wait. Like the one thing they're just not making any more of is time. Like we just don't have the time to to put this stuff off.
0: Yeah. That's interesting Uh, when you say that. I have a mentor of mine that, uh, that tells me um, he basically says, there's not enough hours in the day for you to trade your time for money. And I think that we, a lot of us are in that. Um, I, I battle with it as I, I talk with uh, with other other business owners and, and agents and things like that, where there is a not, especially in the real estate industry, as far as agents go, there's not very many people that are playing the long game. It's very much hustle, 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 sell a home, and then you're unemployed until you sell your next one, right? So there's a yeah. there's a lot of that, not a lot of long long game being played. Um, and you know, if you it's I, I talk about this thing called vacation intimidation, is that it, it's tough to go on vacation when you're, I was at Knott's Berry farm with my kids and another family a couple of years ago and we're walking around and I'm trying to save a deal while my head is down like this, walking through, you know, going through and they're asking me like, Hey, what I'm, I'm getting lost. They're off over here. I'm all over. And, and the problem was at the time I was in a position where if that deal didn't close, then I need like, I, I need to, I need to get this done. I need to be working while I'm on vacation because if I'm not, then no one's working for me. And, Mm -hmm. you know, that, and I was trading my time, you know, for money, as opposed to putting myself in a position to have my money work for me uh, a little bit. And I think that like, what's an example of how you could have somebody, um, you know, come in or a way that you could get them to get their money to work for them? Or like a, like a, like a sample plan that somebody would come in and say, Hey, I want to invest, we'll say $10,000. dollars
1: So that's a, that's a great point. And I I definitely feel that sometimes as well, Uh, Mm -hmm. being a business owner and running my own practice and just never, ever getting, I mean, for every day you take off, you have two days to recover from it. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's definitely stressful uh, trying to blend yourself between business and and leisure. Um, But I think that's where uh, systems Systematizing everything you can is what really is what really saves the day in that scenario. Um, from a business standpoint, like one of the one of the biggest transitions, at least in my industry, is as you said, from getting for get moving away from the eat what you kill and feast or famine, yeah. and really building a business, of a you know a, a repeatable business system that. You can continually thrive and live on, and continually get business without having it be starting from scratch every single month or every single year, um, and really putting roots down. We, we call it um, deep markets, um, building a you know building a network, and you know, I try to do that out here in CCSD, working with different systems or uh, sorry Clark County, working with CCSD and a lot of the different things. But for clients, I think for just people trying to build some normality and some systems into their life with making money work. You just, you ha- you just have to build systems, make as many things automatic as you, as you possibly can. Um, I think the, the biggest struggle that a lot of people have with their money is they're too emotional about it. They're too attached, they're too emotional and they either can't make the decision or they make too many decisions. There's no happy medium. It's like I'm either micromanaging it, or I'm just completely forgotten that I need to pay attention to it. And it's over there, as you said, like it's going this way, and the other one's going that way. (laughs) It's like ah, if you systematize things from your, I mean, everything starting from the ground up, systematizing your savings so that you don't have to think about it. Um, Like we need to be saving. Like everyone, we need to in my industry. Like we tell people all the time, you have to become a world class saver just to start people are not saving enough and building a system, making it automatic so that you don't have control over your savings. It just comes out automatically Mm -hmm. and whatever you're left with is what you are left with. Um, takes so much of the stress out because now it's not, Oh, I have to think about budgeting. It's already done. Um, and finding ways to be creative with your money. Um, I think there's far more options out there than a lot of people realize. Um, I think, uh, we've haven't really evolved as a financial industry in a while. Um, and that's one of the things I've been crusading on for (laughs) most of my career in the financial industry about little, almost seven years now, um, trying to turn this franchise around and start a winning tradition. (laughs) Um, because we just, we've just gotten into this, this system where, you know, it's 401k or bust and that seems that's for the longest time has been the only way to go. And that's what everyone thinks. And that's not the only way like there's so much more out there. There's so much more than just investing than just this kind of fund, than just this kind of savings account. There's so much out there. It's not, there's no golden bullet. There's no one size fits all strategy for everyone. It's about, as you said, the narrative, what's your game plan? Mm. What do you want to have happen and what might fit into that? To get that system gone.
0: Well, that's such a great point because when you do think of investing, like when people talk about investing, they say like they're either you know investing in real estate or 401k or stocks. Like that, that's like the three things that, that people talk about. And then you hear, well, or you get like Bitcoin and stuff like that. I don't know much about that, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into that. I, I still don't understand how it works. But uh <laughs> other than on LinkedIn, I have a lot of people that are professionals on it, and they're they are inviting me and give me you know the one-time offer to, to join them. Um but uh but uh, you know, with that being said, it's, it's to know that there's these other different ideas out there that, that aren't at the forefront that for one person, stocks might be, it might be too scary while other person might say, well, that's how you make money is in the stock market. You know, so they, you may have to, it sounds like you may have to tailor somebody's plan and approach, not only just on, on what their desired outcome is, but also what are they? What are they comfortable with, or what do they understand a little bit? Um, I would assume that most people probably choose to invest in things that they understand more um, than than not understand. I mean, I know that you have you. They, there's a ton of information out there. You know, you can lead them in kind of the right direction, but I would assume they uh, ultimately they pull the trigger on what they understand the most. Is is that your experience?
1: One hundred percent, and 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 that's. One of the reasons why I, I built my practice the way that I have, like I, I have uh, a process and I, I, as much as I, I try not to say that word because it just sounds so canned, but <laughs> the, the, the way that I liked, the way that I like to approach the, the financial process, like there's an order of operations. Like it, it, I, I focus on education. Um, I could never do what my wife does being a teacher full time. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do like, Teaching my clients because I feel like people make pretty good decisions if you give them the information to help them make the decision. Mm-hmm. The problem is that we re- we recoil from the unknown, and the only way to combat that is to make it known. And people make pretty good decisions if they're informed. Like, the pop culture is wrong. Like, if people are informed, they make pretty good decisions. Um, so. I always try and start from a point of education and help people understand their options and understand what's out there. And oftentimes people get to where I'm going before I get there in the meeting. They're like, well, I feel like I should do that. I'm like, I'm glad you're there. I'm not <laughs> quite there yet. but Yes. That is going to be perfect for you. And this is why, um, you know, there's, there's so much. And if you, if you just start from, from the educational standpoint uh, it's so much more, impactful for people because then it, then it's not, well, I have a guy, I don't know what he does for me, but he's managing my money. No, it's like, Hey, yeah, I've got this dude, Paul, he's awesome. We're doing this, this, this. I love it when, when, when clients just start rolling off everything that we're doing and explaining it's like they're friends and family. I'm like, man, this is wonderful. Like yeah. <laughs> I don't even have to do it because they're doing it for me. Um, and I love that they can take charge of their finances and take some responsibility and some, action into what they're doing
0: mm-hmm. Yeah that's awesome and that, that goes back to you knowing what your clients needs not just not just forcing something on them because they you know that's what they <clears throat> that's what you want to sell them right and, and get them in that yeah. in that spot um, so that, that's, that, that is awesome uh, Of the other things that you talked about a little bit earlier about changing uh, different things moving your business to online, what, of, what are a couple things that you see that you will continue to do that you've had to kind of to change in, in this, you know, climate um, that you'll continue to do after uh, or, you know, that something that you didn't do before that is kind of working out for you and, and you, you kind of like it?
1: Um, I, I mean, I certainly like doing a lot of meetings from home. It's, it's <laughs> been great. Um, you know, my office isn't super far from where we live. It's only about a 15-minute drive um which is it's really nice it's definitely uh a comfort Mm -hmm. um because i know there can be some gnarly commutes even in vegas um but it's been really nice being home like all the time like i I feel like uh, my wife and i have gotten been getting to spend a lot more time together um bouncing back and forth between meetings um in the in, in the downtime been getting work done in the house so i i think uh ratcheting back the time i spend in my office because i'm doing the same things in my office yep. like everything i do from my office i can also do from home um, it's it's nice having the dedicated space um, i I've, obviously i feel a little bit more uh far luckier because i have a dedicated space in the house i like guess one of the one of the big else for the for the house that we bought was that it had an office already <laughs> um, so that's obviously been a struggle. We also went, wow, well, if I don't have kids yet, um, I don't know if I'll be able to answer that question the same way next year, <laughs> depending on how things go later this year. Yeah. But I definitely would like to continue the work-life balance that I've found um, with, with quarantine. It's been it's been really nice uh, with the the more 70-30 Time split between personal time and, and business time. I, I think one of the one of the one of the nice things about doing what I do is that I'm on my own clock. I don't have anyone running my time. I don't punch in, punch out. Uh, I work as much or as little as I as I feel that I need to do. So I love being busy. So I work a lot, but I've always been very good with time management. So I think that's definitely going to be a change I'm going to keep is, is that I'm going to do far more work from home now and skip the commute.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, that, that is awesome. And that, that seems to be a common theme from a lot of people that I talk to is about, you know, them, the relationships that are, are being, you know, bonds and, and relationships that are being stronger within the house. Uh, you know, I, the listeners probably get tired of me saying this, but you know, we went from my daughter being at soccer practice or games from six days a week you know, hardly ever having dinner together to, you know, Hey, what, like, this is, this is what I made. Go ahead. And this is what you'll eat when you get home. Or, you know, now it's like, Hey, what do you want to do for dinner? You know, just stuff, you know, stuff like that has, has been uh, just a a really big shift and just kind of brought us back down to earth a little bit. Um, But overall, is there anything else that you'd want to share with, with anyone out there right now? Maybe, maybe contemplating or, or maybe never even thinking that they were even be in a position to, uh, start saving or, or, you know, need some advice for their, their financials.
1: Absolutely. I, I think probably one of the biggest misconceptions I, I hear an awful lot, which is surprising is that, uh, they they're, I don't know where it came from, but a lot of people I've heard, a lot of times I hear that people aren't sure if they should, if they should talk to an advisor because like, I don't, well, I don't make tons of money or I don't have lots of money. So i just i don't feel like I need an advisor like, that's not the case like the, i I don't know about I can't speak for other advisors, but I don't have a minimum to to work with me like I don't have an upfront fee you don't need to make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year like I work with all walks of people from all walks of life every every career out there, people making lots of money people making little bits of money you know you don't need to have. Millions of dollars to work with an advisor. It could be as as simple as just helping you get a little bit more efficient with your savings. It could be, you know, giving you some advice on things that you're already doing. Like, all right, no, let's fine tune that a little bit, and and you'll be all set. I have some people that go through the full the full shebang with me, and you know, two months worth of meetings, and we're back and forth, back and forth, and we got to build everything from the ground up. And then I have some people that come in that have already done a, a bang up job getting stuff ready. They just, it just needs a little bit of guidance a little bit of fine tuning. It's like, all right, cool. Well, that was great. One meeting. And, um, if you have any questions, give me a shout, but it's like, that's it. So I, I think the, the biggest advice that I would have is, is don't, don't wait. The best time to go see a financial advisor is yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> you need to have already done it. Uh, because I think, And you mentioned earlier about the, the stigma around money. Um, I think, I don't think anyone would disagree that a lot of that gets heaped on, on the professionals. Like I think Mm. financial advisors are right there next to DMV employees and (laughs) like, Oh God, you gotta go to the DMV. Like, Oh man. Um, you know, we don't get into this industry to, 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 to hurt people. Like I get into the, we got into this industry to help. Like just like any professional. Like we go see dentists to take care of our teeth, we go see doctors to take care of our health. If I, my car breaks down, I'm not going to try and fix it myself. I'm going to probably go to a mechanic. I'm going to go to a Midas or go to a, a Meineke or somebody like that and have them fix it. That's what they do. Like financial advisors exist to help you with your money, like to help you transition and navigate the market and make the most out of every dollar you have and help you plan your life so that one, your family's taken care of, um, and two, you get to have the life that you want. So I think that would
0: be by far,
1: just go see an advisor, go see an advisor today.
0: Yeah, and I think you, you touched on two points there, one that really made me, made me think um, about, you know, when you said that the best time, well, first was the, uh, you said that it's kind of scary, like you think you have a ton, you need to have a ton of money to invest. And I'll tell you what, that that, is, that was my belief as well. And be like, well, I have to have X amount before I can go bother, you know, bother them with this. And what's funny is that I see that in, in and I, I feel that in my industry as well. I'll have somebody be like, well, this house is only worth this much. I'm not gonna bother with them because I I, I don't think that he'll he'll wanna do it. You know, but but you know you're, that's, what you're, that's what you're there for. Um, but the other thing that you mentioned is that the best time to see a financial advisor was yesterday. And I just thought like right now, you know, all obviously now it may not be as big as it usually is because of the graduations. But I mean, could you imagine, you know, when I graduated, I had people giving me cards and, and money to get ready to, to go on to life after high school. And here I had a couple few thousand dollars. And what, what was I doing? Like, uh, imagine if, if you got to somebody like right at that point or like just before, like at, at 18, like there's things that I'm learning now that if I, obviously for everybody, but I hear, I'm like, man, I wish I had known that, you know, a long, long time ago. And then even if you just did a little a little a little I would be 20 years later have done a lot because I just did a little during that time and it, and you, like you said earlier it's very hard to have that mentality to look 20 years down the road and see what it is and the impact that you're doing right now it's so minimal and like how it how it can uh you know I how it can compound I uh, went to Tony Robbins one time and he talked about the trajectory have you heard him talk about that before yeah. Hitting the golf ball one, cent- one centimeter off, like how, how much higher it'll go or or lower, uh, it it's the visual from that would really help me uh, as well. But uh, well, thank you. And what is the best way to get a hold of you um, so anybody listening to this can can get some advice from you?
1: Absolutely. Well, um, I mentioned before that um, I practically sleep with my phone because um, <laughs> I do. But so that I have lots of ways. I have um, obviously my cell phone is probably the easiest I'm always on it I cell phone email um, I have a Facebook business page um, I'm on LinkedIn I'm very very visible social media wise I try and be as open as I can I I do a lot um, in the district and all and all over um, or in the county I keep saying district <laughs> in the county and all over the city so I, I run a lot of groups I coach golf I'm I work I'm, I'm doing stuff with the Boy Scouts like I'm, I'm just there's <laughs> I got my I, I'm all over the place. I'm spread very thin, so it's not hard to find me.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> awesome. Did you want to? Did you want to share any uh, email yeah, or, or phone number? Yeah.
1: Okay. Um, uh, so my obviously my cell phone nine zero nine four one eight four seven one six, and yes nine zero nine from California. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Email is my first name, Paul, dot, my last name, Backoffen. That's B as in boy, A-C-K-O-F as in Frank, E-N as in Nancy, at Westpac, P-A-C, westpacwealth.com. And my business page on Facebook is at P-Backoffen. And LinkedIn's the same thing. So find me, I'm easy.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you very much so much, or thank you uh, so much, Paul pleasure to have you on here. Pleasure to get to know a little bit more about that. And and hopefully uh, we can get some of these listeners out here to, to really decide to, you know, take a look at their, their financials and and move forward to help them, you know, prepare for, you know, something in the, in the future. Like you said, we've had, had six of them in the last 20 years or something like that. And, and, you know, be prepared a little better uh, for next time. So thank you so much. I really appreciate it. And uh, I will uh, chat with letter. Thank you.
1: Thank you so much too. You have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Bye.
0: Hey, thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe and please leave a comment. If you'd like your free copy of four ways to leverage your existing real estate business or to apply to join my team, go to theretiredrealestateagent.com for your free growth pack.